Welcome to the New Author Podcast with your hosts, Jerry Evanoff and Lindsay Evanoff. The super siblings will take you through their days as they write, publish, and market their books. They'll talk about their successes, their mistakes, and everything in between. And occasionally, they'll veer off into tangents that will most likely be discussion of which episode of The Office is their favorite. Seriously, they talk about The Office a lot. So sit back, relax, and prepare to be educated and entertained, but mostly entertained. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the New Author Podcast. Today is Saturday, September 10th, 2022. This is episode number 182, and joining me, as he does, is Rich Casey. Rich, how are you? I'm doing well, uh, but I do want to warn you, you may hear the thundering of helicopters going overhead. We are not opening a new front in the Ukraine war over here, but we do have a, a major football game in town. Uh, Crosstown uh, cross rivalry between LSU and Southern University, which is the HBCU in, in the, the uh, state and historically black college. Oh, right, right, right. University. And um, they very rarely play each other, but they're going to be playing tonight. So it's going to be a I big deal. Got to think LSU is going to win by 50. I, will, I tell you what, if they don't think Kelly's going to have one of the shortest tenures ever <laughs> yeah. as coach here. Yes. But the stadium is literally about a mile and a quarter from my house. Oh. So, so all the helicopters from all the, for all the dignitaries and stuff just basically fly right over my house as they're coming in. Oh, wow. That's interesting. So that does that happen for all home games? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Oh, wow. That's really funny. I didn't know if that that was a thing. I'm really good uh, for really good games. And when it's it's cool outside and we have our windows open in the evening, you could hear the the cheering and stuff from the stadium. Really? That, yeah, that's, that's how close crazy. I am. Yeah. I was just looking to see if I could find the spread. I can't seem to find it. It might. Maybe it's not even on the board. It might not be because it's, you know, like you said, it's going to be a, a blowout. But still. Yeah. You think that somebody would would make a line on it of some kind? Yeah, because my home team, the Kent State Golden Flashes, are thirty three and a half point underdogs tonight against Oklahoma. So, oh, I wow. uh, I feel like anybody can have a line. I mean, Ohio yeah. State was favored by forty four today. So yeah, it's strange. So, all right. Speaking of numbers, let's get into some stats uh, for the two of us for the week. So remember, if you remember on Sunday when or on Monday when we did this podcast, I couldn't figure out why. I went way over a hundred thousand words, like to one hundred six or oh, something. Right, right. All right. So after the podcast ended, and I'll, you know what, I'll I'll get into this. Let me just say that the final word count sent to the editor was ninety five thousand six eighty three. That is the correct word count, and that makes sense to me. I don't know what that one hundred six was. I know what it is, what it was now. Um, I don't know uh, how. I, well. Yeah, I'll get into that because I have a pretty good idea what happened, actually. So uh, so 95,683 is what I sent off to the editor. That's going to end up being around 300 and, I don't know, 390 pages. Uh, as far as I can tell, it's around 25,000 words. It's 100 pages when I do this, at least in the uh, format that I use, which is five and a quarter by eight inch in terms of paperbacks. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm pretty happy with that. I did not want to hit 100,000. Uh, 95 is a little higher than I expected. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if the next book in the series was less mm -hmm. um, because that was a book where I had a story in my head for a long time, had a lot I wanted to write. I have no idea what to do for my next one. And maybe we can get into that too. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, that, that's going to be a, a good sized book. You'll be able to price that up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I know that, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of the books are going to uh, 4.95 now, aren't they? Well, a lot of them had already gone to four ninety nine, 
And uh, I was, you know, dropping in on some conversations on Facebook during the week. And a lot of the authors, you know, the the big name authors who are actually really making a go at it, like Kevin McLaughlin and, and people like that, uh, they're thinking about pushing their prices up to the $599, $699 range. Wow. It's just because everything's going up and, you know, people are kind of expecting prices to rise, number one. And number two, you know, you, you bump your book a buck and I'm not sure how the math works out, but you don't have to sell as many copies in order to make the same amount. And if you do end up selling as many copies, well, you know, you're not, not much better off. Yeah. So maybe 495 is in play here then. I'm not yeah. sure. It's possible. Um, I had never thought of that. I had thought 395, no brainer. Um, and I had thought Kindle Unlimited, no brainer. But now I'm still considering going wide for a couple of months and then going into Kindle Unlimited. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not so sure. Bad. I think that's probably what I'm going to do. Uh, I might try to get a book book bub on it, which I probably won't get because, you know, I don't get book bubs. Well, I mean, I'm 0 for 2, so I'm not going to right, rush. Right. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I, I've gone back and forth on the Kindle Unlimited thing in my own head. Um, you know, either way, I, I don't know. You know, either way, you have to build an audience. If you build it on Kindle Unlimited, then you're kind of stuck in that ecosystem. If you build it outside Kindle Unlimited, it's probably going to take you a lot longer to do it. Yeah. Um, but you know, if if you have an audience already, or you think you can build one pretty quickly, then then doing it wide first and moving it to Kindle Unlimited is something people have done successfully. Um, you know, Mark Dawson, I guess, is one of the biggest ones. The Joanna, right? It. For Kindle uh, yeah. Unlimited or for wide? Uh, for Kindle Unlimited. Oh, okay, yeah, Mark Dawson. Yeah. Jessica's all about, or not Jessica. Oh my. Joanna, Joanna Penn, holy cow. Jenna Penn is all about wide. She wide, right. Now, she's, wide, yeah. she's been in Unlimited in, off and on for, you know, different things. Uh, but yeah, she eventually pulls everything out wide, whereas Dawson, I think, did the uh, went the opposite way for a lot of his stuff. He was wide. He releases wide. But then, like you're talking about, after a month or two, he goes into Unlimited because he sees so many page, page reads there. Yeah, I remember him. I remember talking to him in 2018 in at the 20 Books London, and I walked up to him and just said, "Hey, I'm a brand new author. I'm releasing my first book. What would you recommend, Kindle Unlimited or Wide? Knowing what you know now." And he said, "Kindle Unlimited because you only have to learn one platform, and um, that was the big reason. You only have to learn one platform. You can learn how to market, and then if you want to go wide down the road, you can do that." I'm thinking for me, I'm thinking Wide might be a good thing just because. I could go wide for a couple of months. I can, you know, you talked about building an audience isn't something that I really thought about doing, but with this email plan that I'm looking at doing with this Facebook ads that I'm looking at maybe doing, maybe I can build a small audience there, send them a piece of the book and then put it out there for four ninety five, hoping they would go out and buy the whole thing unless they were right. in KU and then they could, uh, to get, you know, give me the page reads to, uh, to make some money anyway. So, right. And now the, and the other way you can look at this too, is, um, you go wide, with both the ebook and the print book, but with the in the long run, you're thinking that you're going to try to train your wide readers to buy print, because when yeah. then when you move your ebook into Kindle Unlimited, sure it's got to disappear off all the other platforms, but the print is still there. So you know you can advertise to, to those print copies. Uh, a lot of those other platforms like Kobo and uh, the, especially the, the platforms in Europe, the smaller ones like Tolino and things like that. Uh, they, a lot of their sales, I think are in print. Okay. So 
Yeah, you know, you still have those markets, even if you do go into Kindle Unlimited. You don't have to abandon them altogether. You just have to get people to uh, get used to the idea of uh, buying print. And that's one thing I never did that I wanted to do, and and maybe this is a good excuse to do it, is get my books that are in Kindle Unlimited right now, the sci-fi books in Kindle Unlimited, and get them wide, get them in print. Um, I remember looking at Draft to Digital maybe a year or two ago. I believe they had a beta print, which I think that's right. Yes. Where there was a, So when I looked at that, when it first came out, the amount of money I had to charge for a paperback was so high compared to what I was charging on Amazon that I just stopped doing it. Um, but maybe I'll go back to that and see uh, see if that's changed at all. It, you're gonna see you're gonna feel sticker shock when you look at the price, especially mm. for a 400 page book, because print costs have gone up so much, paper costs have gone up, and all that kind of stuff. But you know that's true across the board. It's not just indie authors who are stuck like that. You know, traditional right. is stuck with that as well. So. Anybody who wants to buy books or seeing those prices, they don't they don't seem like they're outrageous. Right. And you know what you try to do is you try to I think if you try to price so that you still make the same uh amount on a print book that you would on an ebook, then your your books still come in under the price of a traditionally published book. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and as far as draft to digital goes, you know, that's I believe that's out of beta now. You know, it's in it's in production. I guess. Yeah. It's been a while since I looked at it, probably two years, maybe even three years since I looked at it when it it was in beta. Yeah. If I remember correctly, they were essentially just serving as a middleman with uh, Ingram. So you could go direct to Ingram yourself, although that opens up a whole bunch of other headaches that people have with Ingram. So yeah, I don't know what what's best. In fact, the best right now from what I've seen, I, I don't know if you're part of the Facebook group, um, wide for the win if you're not not, if you're not you need to you need to find uh find it and get into that group because there's some really good uh advice and really good uh people who are you know making good money on being wide and they talk about their strategies for doing so but one of the things they talk about in terms of quality of print is a lot of them are seeing much better quality out of lulu and out of Book Vault. Yeah, Book Vault. Now, Book Vault is a, I'm not sure it's in the US yet. It started in the UK, but it, they have plans of moving into the US in the short future, in the near future, I believe. So, and, and they are using much higher quality paper. Their printing is much better. They don't have as many mistakes. Like Amazon has a ton of mistakes in their printing. Um, I guess Ingram hasn't been so hot on printing recently either. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. So I just opened up Facebook and I went to the wide for the win. So yeah, I'll join it once we're done here. Yeah. You got people like, you know, like Mark Lefebvre is in there. Yeah. Joanna Pan, you know, people like that. People know what they're doing. Yeah. Of the, of it brought up, Hey, here's some of the members and Mark Lefebvre. I'm actually friends with him on Facebook. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, the, the real mover and shaker in the, there's two of them. Sky McKinnon. Is, she's a moderator. Or she, yeah. Her name came up. Yeah. Sky McKinnon. And there's one other, um, may right come there. to me in, in a minute. But uh, yeah, there's the, the two women and they are, they're wide. They, they push their paperbacks and they're romance authors, uh, which, you know, people, when they think, think about romance, <laughs> yeah, they think KU, but they're yeah. doing just fine without KU. Oh, good. I, it's not that I don't want to not do KU. I kind of do, but I really love the op, op, options that I have to do other things with my book when I'm not in KU. Right. I think for me, KU, if I, if I marketed correctly, would pay off better 
but I'm not sure. I mean, I say that not really knowing, but I love the idea of like going into Kobo and doing one of their, um, you know, they have those, um, uh, marketing. Oh God, I can't think of words today. It's been a long week. Promotions. Promotions. Thank you. They they have those promotions you can get into every now and then. And I'd love to do that. So maybe with this mystery, I'll go wide for some period of time, whether it be two months or six months or who knows how long, just to see how things go and see if I can use some uh, marketing to build up an audience and then throw it into KU down the, once the, you know, it's like once the well goes dry, to make a change, throw it into KU just to see, that, see if that makes a difference. Right. I, I don't know if it would or not, but I mean, and, and as long as you know, you, when, when you do that, you just have to realize that the well is a lot shallower than it is with KU, right? So it's a right. you're going to have fewer sales, fewer reads. It, like if you go into the KU uh, subscription program, uh, you'll have fewer reads than you would see on KU. Um, but you know, you just like you say, you you run it till you you do it till it runs dry, and then you mm-hmm. move over. All right. So in terms of some other numbers here, um, I, I brought up the sci-fi series. I do have a sci-fi series. I, I may, man, I really want to write that second mystery, but I also really want to finish this book three and maybe in book four. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. My, my mystery book is not a to be continued. So I feel like I can put that away for a little while if I want to. Uh, and I kind of want to stay with it because I have an idea for the next book, but I really want to get this book three and book four done. Uh, there, there, I want to get the series finished and, and I was going to use NaNoWriMo to write the mystery, but now I'm not sure what I might do is use NaNoWriMo to write the first draft of the mystery. And then as soon as NaNoWriMo is over, as soon as the first draft is done, go back and finish the sci-fi series and then go back to the mystery after that. But I haven't, again, I don't know yet. I know that I'm writing faster than I have in the past. Uh, I feel more confident about it than I have in the past, especially if it's really well plotted out. Right. Um, so, so I, I do have two books, book three and book four that I've started in the sci-fi series. Book three is a lot of the way done. Book four is not, I mean, it's a couple chapters and that's it. Uh, but, but I think I may get back to those mailer light. Um, assuming I'm still hanging tight at eight sixty. we talked about this last week. One of the things I need to do is, is, uh, basically throw something out there to the mailing list and saying, by the way, I've been gone for a while. Here's what's going on. Um, that might be the perfect opportunity to talk about some of my news which includes a second dog and a second dog is always good in, in uh, m- newsletters. So uh, something oh, wow. like, we'll talk about that. Yeah. So uh, last week's goal was to send my book to the editor, which I did. Uh, and I have done very little writing, actually zero writing stuff related this week because I sent it to the editor and I've been doing other stuff all week. So I'm very happy to, that's a big goal. I'm very glad that it's gone. Yeah. Uh, my stats, I have a, a few things. No, my novella is still unchanged. I didn't touch that. Book one, Death Comes to Paradise, is actually up 1,111 1, words, of all things, to 47,860. <laughs> I managed to work my way editing through chapters five and six during the week, even though I was doing all kinds of other things. Uh, so I'm feeling pretty good about that, being able to make some progress. I think is last week I mentioned that if I made any progress at all on three different fronts, I would be happy. And I think I did. Uh, made progress on two out of the three. So th- that was good. Uh, book two that I had started accidentally, it's unchanged. I haven't touched that. In fact, I'm going to just bury that for right now because I don't want to get distracted. I did uh, get back to working on the How to Write a Co- Cozy Mystery or outlining oh, nice. How to Write a Cozy Mystery uh, so we can have something to record later this month uh, for October. Uh, about halfway through chapter two, my plan right now is hopefully to get through chapter two and chapter three before we record, start doubling up on these chapters, uh, both and 
uh, both uh, do we do that and also cut down on the amount of time that we spend talking about it, then maybe we can get these uh, videos that we're putting up down to a reasonable size and get through this in a reasonable amount of time. Yeah. And I noticed in the Zencaster when I was starting today's podcast, actually, I noticed it last week and just hadn't looked into it yet. They have a, um, you know, you can start a new show, you can start a new uh, episode and, and it looks like you can do some fancy stuff. I'm not sure yet what, what I might do with us if possible is, you, you know, look more into that one app that I was, that I was using um, to record my own YouTube video, uh, OBS studio and see if I can do something with that. So we have some options to do just, I'm not a huge fan of just having my and your face side by side as the video. Like I'd really love to have more, uh, you know, we had, we had the outline up that you were going through last time. I'd love to have that up on the screen as we're talking. Uh, right. Yeah. So I think for the next video, we can look into a little bit more uh, production value than we did in the first one. Right. Now, I, I didn't really know how, how to handle it. I did that side by side, but I believe we c- it could be handled a couple different ways. I don't know about putting up a, uh, a you know, a screen share of the, uh, of the outline. I'm not exactly sure how to handle that. I'm sure I can. But the other thing I know I can do with the software I was using uh, iMovie, which is the Apple natives um, movie processor, is you can do it so that you have picture in picture of, uh, you know, so the speaker pops up larger than the person that's listening. Right. Uh, You could just, you can just have the person that's talking show up on the screen. You know, there's a number of different ways of handling it. I just picked that side by side uh, for no particular reason other than, than to see if it would work. Right. And I can yeah, always so, re- and if we if you decide on something else, we can always reprocess that too. Yeah, and we can look at the we don't necessarily have to just take the two videos, compress them together and put that offline. There we can do editing afterward, you know, to those two videos, sure. like you just said. And I think I might be able to do that with that OBS. So um, sure. but we'll have to talk about that uh, before okay. we get to the next one and see what we want to do. But I, I think we can definitely make that better. Yeah, I think you know, part of what, what's going on here, at least in my mind, is that learning to do something new, you know. Yeah. And maybe it'll be useful in the future. Maybe it won't, but I always like learning new things. Well, I have a, I have a, I still have my fantasy football idea in my head. And if, if that ends up happening, then I would use the same kind of technology with the same kind of video production to do that too. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, So that's basically it it for my stats. I didn't do anything on on that new series at the uh, average Jones thing that I started. Other than just to think about it a little bit more. Right. Which is always fun. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's get into my weekly recap. So after the podcast last week, I, that's when I sat down and, and I had a, a boy, how many, how many pages was, it? do I still have it open here? Yes. It's 402 pages in word is how long this is. So page one was actually a long list of questions, things that I wanted to go check the book before I submitted. For example, um, I have a character who, I think I mentioned this last week. I have a character who in, in the book, she never swears. And then when a, a suicide note is written that is ma- supposed to look like she wrote it, uh, there are some curse words in there. And one of my characters be like, no, 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 I know her. She doesn't swear. She would have never typed this. Well, then I realized, well, I, you know, I started writing this book many, many months ago. And there are some times early in the book where she swears. So what I had to do was go through each uh, curse word. It's always, it's always fun to hit control F and just type a swear word and start searching. And I did that for all the ones I could think of. Uh, And um, there was a point, I forget which one it was, but there was a point where I found it twice 
And both times the sentence it was in was the same. And I'm like, oh, I think I have that sentence in this book twice, which means I have that entire chapter twice. And then I realized that I copied chapter 16 and 17 in the book twice. So it went 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Uh, okay. And that was part of the problem. The other problem was I had one of the chapters, I think chapter 18, I had chapter 18 in twice also, but for the second one, it was chapter 19. So chapter 18 and 19 were the same text. So, and this was all because I was hurrying last Monday to do this while I was doing a fantasy football draft. And while I was getting ready to podcast, I, it was just a hurry thing. So once I realized all of that was ready, I then went through it and I checked each chapter heading to make sure they were right. And I, and uh, realized, okay, everything is good now. Um, I had to go through all my questions. I had probably about 10 of them. That didn't take very long. And about 9.30 is when I was happy with everything and I saved it in my Word document. I emailed it off to see. Uh, she wrote back to me and said uh, the next morning and said, I got it. Here's how much you owe me for the first half. And I immediately paid her. I don't know. Do we want to talk about how much that is? Is that a problem on this podcast? I know I've talked about I, prices before, but. No, I don't think so. All right. So for a, a, this is a, a line edit, I believe is what it's called, where you just yeah, check her. All the grammar punctuation. Yeah, copy edit. Yeah. So I had, again, 95,000 words. Uh, first half was, I believe, and let me just open up my budget here, $287 for the first half. So 500 and what is that? $74 for the whole edit of about 95,000 right. words. Um, I don't really have any quick math to see how much that is per word. I know she raised her prices by a very, very small amount, but by that small amount, when you multiply it by 95,000, it's a, a pretty big. So if I go 95,000 divided by 500, about, about six tenths of a cent, which is about what she, yeah, I think she went from five tenths to six tenths is what she yeah. told me she was raising her prices. To me, it's still completely and utterly worth it. Um, I think she's still pretty uh, affordable compared to what I see out there for editors. Oh, yeah, she's very affordable. That's, you yeah. know, she could probably easily charge half or twice that much she could go like a, a penny per word pretty quickly. Right. uh she does a really really good job and the um the notes you get back i know you had the uh the other edit again words are hard for me today what was the one developmental you, edit. you had the developmental and i know you you really liked what you got back from her there right right and uh i know i've had copy edits with her in the past and you know they come back i think on the the first book i did i started going through chapter one edit by edit and I thought, you know what? Everything so far that she said, I've agreed with. So I just hit accept everything. And then I went through and read it back to myself after that. And I think there were a couple places where she got some names wrong. And other than that, everything was fine. So that's probably what I'll do this time too. And then I have a guy lined up, a guy that I golf with on Sunday mornings, who is a big time reader. Him and his wife just sit in the evenings and read. Uh, he'll get through a book in a couple of days. Uh, and he's read, he read my sci-fi books and really liked them. So I'm going to give him this one before I publish it to read almost as a beta reader, just to let me know what he thinks, because he reads this genre. He knows, he, you know, he knows what he expects. Right. And, uh, and hopefully he can give me some advice if he finds something that says, well, that doesn't make sense to me. Hopefully he can give me some advice there. So no, that's good. And what I might do is throw a couple of questionnaires at him, like every 10 chapters, who do you think the murderer is? You know, things like that, just to make sure that. You know, if he says in chapter four, oh, yeah, it's this guy, then that could be a problem. So uh, I might do right. something like that also. Uh, let's see. And then Tuesday. So the next few days are going to sound basically pretty repetitive. Uh, Tuesday and Wednesday both. I worked from home 
and I had a fantasy football draft after it. The one on Tuesday was with, with my the new company that I've been working for for a little over a year now. I, he sent the email out. It's funny, our project manager, who is like the project manager for me as an IT person, a programmer, you know, he's really, really good at what he does. He's also the manager, the, like the, the, the league commissioner, because why not? He's a project manager. He knows what he's doing. Um, and I, I remember he sent the email out about a month ago to all of us saying, you know, we've got three new people joining the league. We've got this person, this person, and Jerry, uh, you know, welcome to the league and whatever. And I hit a reply all, and I was just like, hey, now I feel like I'm truly a part of this company. I'm in the fantasy football league. Which awesome. <laughs> Wednesday, the league Wednesday was a 14-team auction, which is one of the hardest kinds of fantasy football to, to play in because – in a draft, when it's your turn, you just pick who you want. No problem. You have 14 guys or girls going back and forth in a snake draft, one through 14, 14 back through one, and so on. But in an auction, anybody can bid on anybody. Uh, and you're not competing against nine other people or 11 other people. You're competing against 13 other people, which is really, really hard. Love the way it worked out. It went from 8 until about 1130th. Those auctions are always really long, but uh, really love the way it went out. Not Thursday... Like that's what you were doing in Vegas, right? An auction? Yeah, I did. I did one auction and two drafts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thursday, I worked from home. I would normally go into the office on a Thursday, but anytime we have a holiday during the week, uh, when one group of people does not have to go into the office because it's a holiday, uh, the rest of the groups of people who go in also do not have to go in. So I'm, I go in on Thursdays, but because the Monday people didn't have to go in because of Labor Day, that means that nobody else had to go in unless they wanted to. So I worked from home. Uh, and I left around three 30 to go to a, a guy's house who I used to work with at the old job. Uh, our, and I had two drafts. Our first draft started at uh, four 30. And in that league, I share a team with a buddy of mine who him and I, we've shared this team now for three years and we're really on the same wavelength when it comes to how to draft, who we want to draft. We text about it all year. This is the guy that I'm trying to get to do a podcast with me about fantasy football or do a YouTube video. And he's basically, I think if I organize it and just tell him, okay, show up at this time with a microphone, he'll do it. But, um, he's not really big into the whole, uh, other things that go along with it, which is fine. I don't mind doing the editing and all that stuff. I actually, actually kind of enjoy it. So, um, but him and I did the draft from 4.30 until about 6.30. Then the reason I love going there is because the guy who's, whose house we're at, he gets out the grill and bakes burgers and ham, uh, hot dogs and cheesy potatoes, which I told him is the only reason I go. I love those cheesy potatoes and baked beans and dessert. And it's just a, it's a fun time. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, after we eat, uh, we start our second draft, which is another league that we're in. It started around seven 15, went about nine till about nine 15. And then an hour drive home. I was home by like 10 30 that night. Uh, so that's a long day, but that is one of my favorite days of the year. Uh, on Friday, I worked from home again. A buddy of mine texted me the night before and said, Hey, do you want to go to the football game that he, he, uh, he's a, a town next door. So you want to come to the football game? And I, and I wrote back and said, dude, I am just going to be resting tomorrow night. I have been running around for two weeks, drafting and, and golfing and working, uh, Vegas, you know, all this stuff. I just need a night to not do anything. The plan was to, so I worked again, uh, from home first. Then I went to the driving range after work. It's only a couple minutes away and I'm only there for like 45 minutes. So it's doesn't take very long come home and eat dinner then the plan was to grab my laptop and sit on the couch and maybe start some plotting but uh that that went awry when i sat on the couch and realized i was sleepy and lazy and i was in bed by like 9 30 last night 
Uh, That's good. You need to catch up. Yeah, definitely. So I had to get up at 530 this morning for um, golf, but it was our league's golf outing. It was at the same course that I play on the weekends anyway. So it's fun to, since I'm a member, it's kind of fun to get there. You see all your golf mates in line to pay the $43 or whatever. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't have to pay. I'll, I'll see you guys out on the cart. I love it. <laughs> it makes me so happy. Uh, so uh, the leagues, the, the, that started at eight. I golfed horribly. Uh, probably my worst score in a long time there, a few months there, uh, but it was fun. I didn't care. Um, we, afterwards we have a nice dinner with steak and potato and, and salad and stuff. And then we have all of our, our games, you know, we have skins and we have, uh, we have a closest to the pin on your drive on, on, on the par threes. And we have longest drive on a couple par fives. We have longest putt on some of the holes. We have closest to the pin in two on some of the holes. Uh, I did not win any of those cause I played terribly, but, uh, and then we have, a what he does is he takes a lot of the league money and he buys gift cards. So the gift cards that. And then you raffle them off. So the gift cards were like Amazon gift cards, gift cards to a store called Golf Galaxy and gift cards to the course that we play at their pro shop. And I ended up winning a $40 gift card to Golf Galaxy. So I'm, it's a pretty, pretty nice. good gift for me. So yeah, that yeah. works out really well. So you guys do uh, a shotgun shotgun start on that or yeah we did shotgun today we we don't always do shotgun but today there were two outings going on at the same time so like we started on the 16th hole we played and then everybody starts for a shotgun start everybody starts at the same time we started on 16 two groups started on 17 one group on 18 and two on one and then when we play we play 16 17 18 and then make the turn and play one through 15 and that way everybody right. in your group because everybody starts at the same time everybody finishes right about the same time so you go in and eat and have your raffle and all, and all that good stuff um, got home, started some laundry and, um, and, uh, updated the outline to get ready to podcast. And that's kind of where I am right now. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds busy. Even though you were, uh, didn't do much writing or any writing yeah, actually. Any writing. Still, yeah. yeah. Well, my week after we podcast last week on Monday, I worked a bit on chapter five of the book one, like I said, I was going to do, I actually stuck to book one instead of falling back into the new series I was starting. I got about halfway through it. Didn't do really a whole lot, but you know it was good enough for the evening. Tuesday, I spent the day finishing the cutting up the plywood for the miniature buildings I'm making for the uh, church kids class. Uh, and then I started the sanding. I tell you, I really dislike sanding. Of course, I, I'm not sure anybody likes sanding, but I, I just despise it. When I was in um, um, ninth grade, I took shop class. Mm. I sanded my fingers with every different kind of sander in the building during that year. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Well, I, I had to do these by hand because it's quarter inch plywood and, I, and you know, it had all these elaborate cutouts for doors and windows and arches and stuff. So everything had to be done by hand. So it was just a pain in the butt. Uh, and then by the evening, I was just kind of tired in general. So I didn't do any writing. I think I, I goofed around on, on uh, Facebook probably. Wednesday, um, I had lunch with uh, Father Jared at the church, uh, trying to see if I get him off dead center in terms of doing the adult curriculum for the church I'm supposed to be working on, but I'm not getting any direction. I'm not, he is not a planner kind of person. He's kind of scatterbrained, actually. He's a pantser? Yeah, he's a pantser, but he's really kind of scatterbrained. It's, it's, he has a real hard time focusing on anything. So I spent the... the time trying to get him to focus a little bit finally decided that you know look told him you we're gonna have to get other people involved in this people who, who because you you're not going to be doing the work because you know he's got other stuff he's not going to be involved in this he's gonna have to approve it eventually but he doesn't have to get involved so let's see if we can get some other people together so he agreed to see if we can get uh especially one other guy this guy named david planche who 
spent 40 years as the uh, curriculum coordinator for a local Catholic church. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, you know, he really has the expertise to do this kind of stuff, but he really hasn't stepped up and said, I'm willing to do it. Mm-hmm. But I got Father Jared to go ahead and, and pigeonhole him. And he set up a meeting for the three of us on Monday. And I'm going to see if I can walk out of that meeting with this really off my plate where I don't really have to spearhead it, but I can just contribute, which is really what I want to do. Right. Uh, so it's probably what you wanted from the start and it just turned into this big thing. Yeah. Basically, you know what happens when you, when you raise your hand and say, I'd be willing to work on this. Suddenly you're in charge. Right. Um, Yep. um, I spent the evening finishing up the chapter five edits uh, on book one. Then Thursday uh, I finished sanding all those building pieces and I started to polyurethane them. Uh, I'm using spray polyurethane or I did use spray polyurethane on them. And it's a little bit tricky to use any kind of polyurethane when it's humid and thunderstorms rolled into the area in late, late afternoon, which drove the humidity up higher than I, that I could deal with, with mm-hmm. the polyurethane. So uh, I had to quit before I actually finished. Uh, so then after dinner and I worked on the second installment of that cozy mystery, how to that we're going to be recording later this month uh, while watching the Rams lay an egg in LA. I just couldn't believe how awful they were. I don't know if you watched that game or not, but yeah, I saw the second half because um, I was driving home from my drafts and yeah, there's a lot of people like me who drafted a couple of LA Rams for my fantasy team have some concerns right now. Uh, players not named Cooper cup. I have some concerns right now. <laughs> exactly. But you know, uh, after the game, I was kind of dis- disappointed. And the only reason I'm following, following LA really is because I have no idea what the saints are going to do. And I don't even want to think about it. And, you know, my son's now in L.A. and Matt Stafford is, you know, was a longtime quarterback of Detroit where I grew up. So I'd like to see him do well out there. It just reminded me of the couple of the games that they had last year where they just looked horrible. But I didn't really want to see them look horrible coming out of the gate like this. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, I listened to a couple of podcasts who talked about uh, the Saints being uh, surprisingly good this year. Well, I hope so. I hope that yeah. that's, that's the case. That'd be great if it is. Uh, Friday, I finished the sanding of the pieces and spread them. Uh, I'm sorry, finished the ceiling of the pieces and uh, spread them all around the bedroom with a dehumidifier running to try to dry them out real good in time to take them tomorrow on Sunday. Uh, there was a lot of back and forth work where I'd have to spray, then let everything dry for a half hour, during which time I work on editing book. Uh, chapter six of book one. And then I have to go back and forth like that until around dinner time when I finally got all the pieces done, got them in the bedroom, got the dehumidifier running, uh, had dinner. And then in the evening I finished editing chapter six. Uh, so that was, that was kind of fun. Uh, Saturday this morning, I spent the morning cooking for the week. We've kind of get this new thing we're trying uh, for the fall where every weekend we cook a couple big casseroles that we oh. then spend the whole weekend eat or the whole week uh-huh. eating. Uh, so we made two this morning, a pizza casserole, which is kind of a traditional thing that my wife's family always made, where you basically have all the ingredients for a pizza. Uh, and traditionally, they would use macaroni noodles as, as the carbohydrate in it. But uh, I'm also trying to eat more high fiber and, and kind of low uh, glycemic index uh, carbohydrates. So we went with wild rice instead. Uh, I had it for lunch, so it turned out really good. But it's basically, you know, you got the meat in there, you got the cheese, you got the pepperoni and everything. 
You can just kind of bake it up in a casserole. Oh, this sounds fantastic. Yeah. Oh, it's really good. In yeah. fact, I, was th- I thought about you while we were making actually both of these, but especially this one, because you say you like hamburger helpers so much. Yeah. It, it kind of reminds me a little bit like that. And then I have a, I have a potato chip cra- casserole that I make every now and then too. And I eat it for like a week or two. It's yeah. so good. It's just yeah. chicken casserole with potato chips on top of it. It's right. so good. Right. Yeah. Uh, and the other one we made was the sweet potato casserole where you, you layer sweet potatoes, apples, Italian sausage and cheese. And you just kind of repeat that over and over until you fill up the uh, casserole dish. Oh, sounds uh, so good. Yeah, we're going to try that for dinner tonight. So we'll see what that's like. Uh, and after we're done podcasting, I plan to take a shower and then just do some more editing. Hopefully I'll get through maybe another chapter. Maybe I'll actually finish chapter seven. All right. Well, um, I don't really have anything with my goals. Uh, you know, publish this first mystery book is obviously one of them, but I have a whole bunch of other books here that I want to publish this year that aren't going to happen, but that's okay. Um, Golf goals, you know, the golf season is winding up. Uh, I'm not going to hit some of these goals also, but again, it's, it's okay. Uh, And then the financial stuff is also good. I mean, when we, when we talk about these goals in January, when I finally go back to them, it's going to be mostly, I did not hit these and the same goals I have for 2023 are going to be a lot of the same ones for 2022. But again, I'm only answering to myself and I don't care. So Right, right. I think what I'm going to try to do in January is make more more defined and a smaller number of goals and then actually try to stick to it. We'll right. Yeah. January yeah. comes and for some reason, the, the, the year looks like it's going to be long. You got all these grand ideas and then life you know it, It's September so. 10th. That's right. Yeah. So uh, in terms of my news, so it, it's the same as last week. I've done a lot of thinking about how I'm going to release the book. And, uh, and then what I'm going to do for the next book. And it's slowly, I'm like 50, 50 now. Do I want to do the sci-fi? Do I want to do the next mystery? I kind of want to try to do both, which is not a smart move, but not at the same time. So what I'm thinking of is spend October, um, maybe spend the rest of September getting the science fiction book ready as I work on Mark, you know, how to, how to release the next book. Uh, and then in October, spend maybe two to three weeks plotting, the mystery book and then use NaNoWriMo to write the mystery, the first draft. And then once I, once uh, uh, November 31st hits, hopefully I have a first draft finished. I mean, it's 50,000 words. I think my first draft was 54 or 56,000, something like that. Uh, As long as I write every day, I told the guy who I'm going to be traveling with in uh, early November, the first couple of days of November that I'm doing NaNoWriMo and the first, second, third, where we're golfing in the morning, I might be writing in the evening. Um, and these are all, you know, two of these guys are retired. The third one's uh, five or six years older than me. I know there's not going to be like, hey, let's go to the bar until midnight. I wouldn't go anyway. I don't like bars. But um, so so I told him I'll probably do that in the evening. I need to write 1667 in terms of words. And I can do that in about 90 minutes to an hour if I'm just writing a first draft. And as long as it's plotted correctly, I will be able to get through that no problem. So um, I think that might be the plan. Then in December, go back to the science fiction and get, try to get that wrapped up. That's going to take a few months, but try to get that wrapped up. But again, if I use the next couple of weeks to plot it correctly, because I've already written the beginning and the end, really what's missing is from like the 50% mark to the 90% mark. That's the part that's not plotted that well, but if there's some plotting done, if I plot it well enough, then I can make it work uh, in December and, and again, get it done quickly. So right. now all this news pales compared to this last point oh okay no your last point oh oh yes yes you so you want to yeah okay so i've been thinking about this for about two months now maybe longer um 
I want to get a second dog. I have not yet. I have not yet. Um, I want to get a second dog. The problem is, is that I go to work only once a week now, which is better than the five days a week I used to. I also travel a lot as the, you know, people who listen to this thing going back a ways know. I mean, I've got two week long trips planned in November. One is the first week and one is the third week. And during that time, during all those times, even today, you know, my dad will come over to my house at eight o'clock in the morning and get Max, take him back there. And then he can hang out over there until I, until I want to go get him. A lot of times I'll just let him hang out over there all day because they have a giant backyard that he can run around in. I know he likes that. Um, and when I travel, you know, he's over there, obviously staying the night with them, uh, my mom and dad, but they do not want to have to deal with two dogs. Right. So the thought was, well, what am I going to do? So, um, I talked to my dad about it on Tuesday and they're really like, I can tell they're really, they feel bad. Like they feel guilty saying, no, we're not going to take two dogs because a, I know they love dogs and B they feel like they're like, well, you know, he wants a second dog. We can take care of him, but we don't want to. And I, the thing that they need to understand is I get that. Like if they don't want to, I got no problem with that. Like I have no hard feelings, nothing that I get that. So my thing is how do I make arrangements now for when I travel? Um, I looked on a website, I forget the website was Rover me or something.com. And they actually have people who will come into your house. Uh, just like, like Molly made comes in once a month. And if I'm not here, um, this person would come into my house once a week for an hour or two hours. Maybe they walk the two dogs. They just spend some time with them, make sure that they have some, uh, they can get outside when I'm gone. Cause when I, when I go to work, I leave about six and I get home around six, uh, I get home around five. So it's an 11 hour day. That's a long time. I would never want my dog to be cooped up like that all day. And um, so, and they're like $15 a visit. So if I did that once a week, that's only like 60 bucks a month. That's no problem. Um, in fact, I kind of like the idea. And then there's a kennel that my mom told me about today. Cause I, I brought it up to my mom today and there's a kennel. She told me about that's about 20 minutes from here that has like, apparently I'm going to look it up on Facebook. Apparently it has like, you know, kids type toys, like a, uh, not a slide. Well, maybe a slide, but that kind of thing, like the, the bigger p toys that the dogs can play with. And I guess she does a really good job. I need to see how much it is. But if I was to get a dog between now and like in the next month or so, I would have to make arrangements for the two weeks I'm gone in November to make sure that they're taken care of. So, right, um, right. so I'm spending a lot of time uh, looking into that, making sure that I can handle that because again, I want to get a second dog. And if my mom and dad do not want to take care of two dogs, that's fine. I'll figure out another way for it, you know, to get it taken care of. So right. I, um, I know people, I know people with, with, uh, pets when they go on trips like that, like for a week or two, uh, they just continue to hire these, uh, I don't know if, what you want to call them. They're not really dog sitters. It's like you said, the person will drop in, uh, twice a day mm -hmm. if they're going to be gone for a long period of time, once in the morning, once in the evening, spend about, you know, 45 minutes or an hour with, with the animals, play with them and stuff like that. And again, it's only, it's not all that expensive. Like you said, right. it's like 20 bucks, 25 bucks, whatever. And uh, in fact, I have a cousin who lives out on Orcas Island in the San Juans out in Washington state. And that's basically what, that's her job. That's what she does. She's all, for all the rich people on the Island when they're off jetting to the Bahamas or whatever, you know, she, she sits all their dogs and stuff. <laughs> so. Yeah. I don't know if I, but that's the one thing I'm not sure if I want to have them here while I'm gone. And then, you know, twice a day, somebody comes in and just checks on them for an hour or so, although they probably wouldn't care too much. I'm, I'm a, I remember when I went to my sister's a couple uh, Christmases ago 
And I remember they told me, if you ever had a kid, you would be like the most overprotective kid ever. And I was like, <laughs> why? And they're like, you're so worried about Max. I'm like, well, I don't want him to be, you know, I, I want him to be happy. I want him to have fun. And, you know, if the other dogs are treating him bad, I need to know about it. So maybe I would be an overprotective <laughs> parent. I don't know. And they're like, he'll figure it out on his own. Just let him go. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so two dogs, I don't know how, you know, that was another one of my mom's arguments. You know, if the three of us, my mom and dad and myself go down to my sister's again, then it's going to be two dogs with her two dogs and the neighbor's three dogs that, that they all share the backyard. You know, that's going to be a lot. I'm like, well, it's not really going to be a lot for me. I can handle it. It's no big deal. So. Um, so I'm pretty sure I'm going to do this. I just don't know when I would like to do it. I'd like to go Monday and do it, uh, because I know me, but, um, I do need to make sure that everything is, you know, all my ducks are in a row basically, uh, in, in order to make it work. So whether I wait until after November 20th, when I go, when we go to 20 books, Vegas, I know that's probably the smarter thing to do, but I don't always do the smart things when I, when it comes to making decisions in my life. So, so what's Max going to think about this? Well, I, I think Max is going to love it because anytime he's been around other dogs, he has a blast. My okay. uh, my sister's friend uh, brought her dog over one day. She was in the front yard. And we were just chatting and she's like, well, let me come in and see how Max is. So, And her dog is gigantic, like twice the size of him. And Max just ran around the house in the backyard with him having a blast. So uh, what I would do, I would go to the pound. There's a... a the county pound is probably about a half an hour from here. And it's the same thing that I did when I got Max. I would take, you know, at the time I had a dog named Jack, I would take him up, make sure that he gets along with, you know, I take Max up, make sure he gets along with the new dog before I brought him home. I walk him around together, you know, make sure that, not, that the new dog isn't aggressive or anything like that. Right. And, uh, and then. Bring so, him home. so you've had two dogs at a time before. Oh yeah. Yeah. Multiple so, times. Okay. So you know what it's like. Yeah. 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 I had a, my first dog when I moved into this house, his name was Newman. And, uh, and then I got Jack when Newman was a little bit older. Now in both cases, the, the, the one dog that I already had was a lot older than Max is now. So they weren't as, as energetic as Max will be if I get a second dog. And to me, it's like, I don't care if they're running around the house behind me while I'm working, I don't care. Let them play. You know, I, I'm okay with that. So, so that is something that may happen, you know, before Christmas and it may happen before November, I guess October 30th when I start driving to North Carolina for a week. So we'll see. So are you going to get one about the same size as Max or? It would either be the same size or smaller. I don't want anything bigger. Um, I don't want anything that's more mass, like more mass. I just want a small dog that Max can play around with and then I can play around with. So Right. Yeah. My sister has a, uh, a purebred uh, Alaska Malamute and she, her roommate has one of these little tiny toy dogs. Uh, that's like maybe 18 inches long or something like that at the, at the most. And it's hilarious to watch the two of those uh, interact with each other because a little dog just doesn't take any shit at all from the big dog. Oh my and God. The big, that dog, dog, big dog, that is, dog is adorable. What, which one? The Alaskan Malamute. I just oh yeah. Oh it. yeah. It is yeah. adorable. Yeah. They're gorgeous dogs. Now I want one of those. Uh, they're a little bit insane, but they're, <laughs> they're, uh, but yeah, it's a, he's always trying to play with the little dog and the little dog just doesn't want to have anything to do with it. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, geez. And then there's also like two or three cats in the house as well. So they got quite a menagerie going over there. Wow, I guess. Uh, and then my last bit of news, which isn't on the sheet, but I will report on right now is I'm now officially in a, a member of Wide for the Win Facebook group. So that's- Oh, cool. fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I just, I hit, I hit, when you were given your weekly update, I hit join the group, answered their questions, and it took about 10 minutes for me to get back and say, you're now in the group. So I'll be checking this out tonight too. It's a pretty active group too. But in fact, right now, I think it's probably more active than 20 Books group is. Uh at least from what I see, 20 Books Group doesn't have nearly as many posts as it used to 
have, but it may just be the way my feed is set up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in terms of my news, after a brief and very passionate fling, I've given up on Living Writer and gone back to working in Scrivener. And it's not you, Living Writer, it's me. <laughs> uh, I, it's just, yeah, uh, in Scrivener, you know, it's bought and paid for. And I started thinking about this double quote thing we were talking about last week and, or last Monday. And I just decided, well, you know, for this editing, I just don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with the formatting problems. So I just went back into, into Scrivener. I'm going to finish that up. Plus my uh, free trial period, period was coming to an end. Oh, right. So I'm going to go ahead and finish this one up in Scrivener. And now I'll probably go back and take another look at Living Writer. Well, if anybody, just before you go on, if anybody wants to try out Living Writer, uh, I love it. Um, I did not go back to Scrivener, mostly for me because I do everything in the cloud. I work on my Chromebook. I work on my PC. And I even have been working in the app just a little bit over the past couple months. So I love the cloud base. If Scrivener was in the cloud, I would be all over it. Um, but this living writer is very similar. Plus it has the plotting tools that I'm going to start using when I start plotting. So, uh, there's a link in the show notes. You can click on the link and it helps us out on the podcast. If you join, we get a little kickback to us and it doesn't cost you any more money. So check out the living writer link in the podcast and, uh, and give it a try. And there's, there's nothing really wrong with living writer. It's just, like I said, it's me. It's just, I'm kind of in the Scrivener or in, in the mindset that this is what I originally wrote it in. And actually everything's in there. So I'd have, I actually have to copy right. and paste in order to get it to the other one. So I'm just going to yeah. finish it up there and then maybe I'll try again. All right. Um, in terms of my running list of future things to do, it's the same. It's This is the week that I start working on those items because I'm not doing writing and I'm not doing fantasy football drafts uh, anymore. So this is the, the week, uh, the evenings or the weekends where I start doing that. I've got a couple of Facebook ads, including what I want to do for my first book and what I want to do for this podcast. Uh, and then the podcast openings and closings. Um, you know, I talked about that last week of going to that uh, website. I, what is it? It's... I don't remember off the top of my head what the website is, but I have everything open where I can go look right now. It is, oh man, there it is. Uh, Musicradiocreative.com is where um, where I got those. That I'm going to go back to them and see what I can what I can order with some new openings uh, and closings. The other thing I want to do is, you know, our, I, the the icon that we have is basically Lindsay and I in cartoon form, and right. I I might ask Lindsay to go back to the woman who did it and see if she could add you in there also. Right. Um, oh, this, I love the idea. This reminds me of something I forgot to mention uh, in my news. The other thing I did this week and I forgot to put it in, in, in the things I did this week is I started looking at this Midjourney program. I don't, have you heard this? It's no. A, it's an AI that generates um, figures or, or landscapes, people, pictures, whatever, based on descriptions that you give it. And it will... You can do iterations, give it more more descriptions, tell it what you want to hone in on in terms of features and stuff like that. And it is fantastically good. Oh. It's a Discord-oriented thing, so everything is done through a Discord channel. But if you go to midjourney.com, uh, check it out, it's, uh, and you'll see some of the examples of people that have generated images by this AI, and they're every bit as good as an artist can do. Which has got some artists pretty upset, which is where, I, which is where I heard about it because I was in the face one of the Facebook groups I'm in. They were kind of not necessarily complaining about it, but just wondering about what this was going to do to the profession of a graphic artist. How, how do you spell Midjourney? M I D J O U R N E Y. I love their homepage. 
I, I don't even remember what's on the homepage. It's like an eight bit text all over the place. Uh, you know, thing that I used to create when I, when I was writing code on a, on a Vic 20 to send to a um, dot matrix printer to create pictures. Okay. It's pro- okay. You got, it's, it's the wrong one. <laughs> That's what I thought. That's why I asked how you spell it. M I D J O. It might not be the wrong one. Um, let me see midjourney.com. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, that's it, I believe. Oh, what a great web page. Yeah, on the top right there, you see go to the go to the uh, gallery. Oh, okay. Opportunity to sign in with Discord or ah, to okay. join the Pitted Burger. They are in beta right now. And what they have set up is they have a, a Discord channel where you do all your work in the Discord channel. You can generate on the free trial, you can generate 25 images, I believe, is the way it works or 25 calls to the server, AI server. And then after after that, if you've played with it for a while, then they have different different plans that you can uh, join. So it's actually a little bit more than a beta because they're actually charging subscription fees right now. All right, I added but, a link in the show notes for it. Yeah, yeah. but you're right. Yeah, I, I forgot about that homepage where, yeah, it looked like something out of a Atari game or something. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> exactly. <back> <laughs> It looked like River Raid there for a brief second. Yeah, I don't know why yeah. that was a game that popped into my head. Anyway, yeah. Uh, let's see. Where are we? I don't even know where we are anymore. Uh, you're addicted to. Oh, so my addicted to is just fantasy football because that's all I did last week was draft. Um, so it, luckily the fantasy football draft is is no longer going to be an addiction because I'm not drafting anymore. Uh, I don't know what my new addiction next week will will be, but we'll see. Yeah. And my addiction is still the downing those ketone supplements twice a day. So that definitely qualifies as an addiction. And uh, as much as I hate to admit it, Twitter, I've been on Twitter a lot this week. And I'm not exactly sure why, because there's nothing really particular going on. I've got the war and stuff blocked on Twitter, so I don't see any of that. Uh, there's been some drama, but what's interesting about Twitter, I find it interesting just in terms of conceptually the way they structured it is that unless you're there to see when the initial piece of information drops, you'll see people arguing about things and you have no idea what they're arguing about. <laughs> so it's kind of like dropping out in on the middle of a sitcom, you know, 10 minutes into the show and you have no idea what's going on. So I think that's just par- partly what I, what I do. I drop I, in on, on people just to see what they're arguing about. I tend to describe Twitter like this. At, like at the very moment we sit here, my dog is laying on the couch and staring out the front window and he will lay there for an hour or two waiting for something to happen. Now, rarely nothing happens, but he will just sit there and he will go back to it tomorrow and go back to it the next day. And that's kind of like my relationship with Twitter. I go yeah. in there waiting for something to happen. Nothing ever does, but I always go back to see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's just the fact that it keeps updating. So you keep seeing new stuff, you know, or what it is. Yeah. It's kind of weird. All right. Uh, upcoming for me this week, I, I have a couple things on the list I need to do. Number one is update the Patreon with the videos that we're, we're working with. I have not done that. It's on the list for me to do either tonight, most likely tomorrow, but uh, maybe tonight or tomorrow. It's a video that you had sent me earlier this week. You sent me a, vid- a YouTube link directly to yours, your YouTube, and you also sent me the video itself. So I'll probably start with the video itself and see if I can make that work. And if not, then I'll go. I'll link to your video for for now. Uh, and then tomorrow, tomorrow's Sunday, uh, we're podcasting on Saturday today. So tomorrow's Sunday, uh, I'm up early at 5am to golf. I think we're going to start golfing really early tomorrow, like 645, just as the, the light is, the sun is coming up. Uh, there's a couple of outings there and we have to be on the, off the course by a certain time. 
Uh, and then I come home and I'll probably go to the grocery store, but then it's time for football. And I love week one. I love every week, but I love week one. My fantasy teams are all undefeated at zero and zero. And I have a lot of hope and the Browns are undefeated at zero and zero. And I have a lot of hope. And by week four, <laughs> most of it's shot down, but this tomorrow is the day that I love. So who are the uh, Browns starting? Who are who, the Browns? Who are they starting at quarterback? Oh, Jacoby Brissett is their, their oh, okay. quarterback for the first 11 weeks. And then, uh, the other guy comes back to okay. uh, try to win some games. Um, Monday through Wednesday, they're all the same. I work from home, and I after I work, I will probably work on the release planning and the plotting. Uh, I don't have any schedule on which one I'll do on what day, just whatever hits me. I think the release planning is more exciting, uh, but I do want to get into the plotting, and the plotting will probably be the sci-fi. Um, if you remember, if you remember many months ago, I was able to purchase a, uh, a template for word that allowed me to type and then print onto note cards. And I've done some okay. of that, but I need to start plotting now and filling in those empty spots in the note cards, get them on my bulletin board so I can start plotting that thing out. I also want to copy everything from Scrivener into living writer. So really it's going to be about getting living writer set up to, uh, write the next book, the sci-fi book in there at the same time that I'm using their plotting tools to plot with. So. Uh, Thursday, I'm back in the office for my real job. I don't know what I'll do at lunch. Most likely that'll be plotting based because I'll have a good hour where I can just sit and work on things. So that'll be plotting. Uh, Friday is the same as the earlier days of the week. Just work from home and then we'll see what happens after, afterward. I've been going to the driving range on Friday right after work the last few weeks uh, when I'm not in Vegas. And um, I'll probably do that again this week. And then uh, come home. I'm, I'm five minutes from the driving range. and I'm only there for like 45 minutes. So it's not a big deal. Uh, I can get back into the plotting. Or maybe I won't do anything that night. Who knows? Uh, Sunday, Saturday and Sunday are basically the same. I golf in the morning both days. I have no plans on Saturday in terms of what I'm going to do. But I know I'm going to do something. Again, plotting or planning. We'll see. Uh, I'm supposed to get my book back from C a week from Monday. So I won't get it back this coming week. It'll be the beginning of the following week. So it'd be nice to have the planning of the release down a little bit more in stone on how I want to do it. Maybe have an, an email uh, with a, an automation set up in, uh, in um, MailerLite to get that going once I get the book. But I'm going to give it to my buddy, like I mentioned earlier, so he can read it. That may, that may take a couple of days, maybe a week. And I'm not releasing anything until he gives it back to me and gives me his ideas. Yeah. Um, and then Sunday, like I said, golf in the morning, then I come home and sit around and watch the NFL football all day. And, and, so when the Browns play at one o'clock during the four o'clock games, I just don't sit on the couch and just watch football. Most likely I'll be at my computer doing something. I don't know what it will be, but uh, you know, we'll see the goal that I have for next week is really just to start the planning and or the plotting so that when I talk to y'all next Saturday, I can say that I actually did something writing related. Yeah, that makes sense. Have something to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, my coming week, uh, tomorrow morning, church in the morning, uh, and then the afternoon I'll spend working on uh, book one. Hopefully I'll get through a couple more chapters. I'd like to get through seven and eight if I could, if I don't get through seven tonight. Uh, in the evening, I'm going to be reading one of the half dozen cozy mysteries I checked out from the library when I had to go there and drop off a book for my wife. Uh, I, I made the mistake of wandering into the stacks just to see what was there and found a bunch of different covers that I like. So I just pulled them off the shelf and we'll see if I actually get into any of them or not. What are the stacks? What does that mean? Uh, the stacks are where they have all the books, the bookshelves. Oh, 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 like literally. Oh, okay. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, they, they call them the stacks in the library. Um, so I, I'll pick one up and I'll, I'll try to get going on it, see if I like it. And if I do, I'll continue during the week and I'll dip in and out of it. 
when I have time, mostly before bed, probably. Uh, Monday, I'm meeting with the priest and David to discuss the adult curriculum and how we want to proceed. I hope that, that David takes it over in terms of leading the project. And if he does, that's great. I'm a great follower. Uh, just tell me what, what you want me to do and I'll do it for you. Uh, and I plan to work on the cozy mystery stuff uh, in the evening so that we can, you know, get, I can get something together so we, we can record that sometime soon. Tuesday and Wednesday, I've dedicated both those days to working on the master bath all day. I'm going to try to give it 16 to 20 hours, hope to make some major progress there. Thursday, I'll be exhausted after Tuesday and Wednesday physically, so I won't work uh, anything on the bathroom, but I'll probably do a couple more chapters in book one and probably work some on the church curriculum if I've actually got something to do by then. Uh, Friday, I'll be back at the master bath for the, during the workday, and then we'll hit that cozy mystery stuff in the evening. I hope by the Friday to have it finished up for the next episode so okay. I'm ready to go whenever you want to record it. And then uh, Saturday, we'll be cooking for the week. I'm not sure... We'll probably delve into a couple new recipes and try to come up with some more casseroles, probably. Do want to make a, another Chinese chicken salad, which we really like. It's basically an entire head of cabbage, uh, four packs of, of Raymond noodles that are kept dry and, and busted up, and chicken, and what else is in there? You often put capers, olives, stuff like that, and then... You make up this dressing and you just kind of toss it all and you let it soak. And then you can just kind of eat it forever. Okay. Uh, it's, it's really good. Uh, follow after that, we'll be doing some more editing and then the podcast. And I don't have anything to, to uh, read this week. Uh, I did some stuff, but nothing really notable. So, And I didn't do any writing this week, so I don't really have anything either. So that is the end of the podcast. Do you have anything else? No. And neither do I. I'm actually looking forward to looking through this wide for the wind just to see what kind of information is in here. I'll probably sit and do that tonight on my couch. I'll run through it. So uh, if you want to get a hold of me, you can email me jerry at jerryevanoff.com. And the website is jerryevanoff.com. I'm on Twitter, jerrye25, waiting for something to happen, even though it never does. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Jerry Evanoff, or facebook.com slash jerryevanoffauthor. And if you like what we're doing here and you want to become a, a patron for us and help us out in terms of um, – you know, just doing the podcast each week and all that fun stuff. Uh, you can also check out the first video that Rich and I did as soon as I get it up there. And the second video is coming soon. Uh, Rich was just talking about it. You go to patreon.com slash new author podcast and sign up to be a patron. There's a couple of different levels there. Yeah, you can email me at rich at richcasey.com or look me up on Facebook at uh, Rich Casey Author. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you all next week. Yep. See you next week. Thanks for listening to the new author podcast. Check back next week for another episode. And for more information, find Jerry at www.jerryevanoff.com and Lindsay at www.lindsayevanoff.com. 